1: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo.
2: And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Welcome to the last show of the year. Have a great holiday. See you in 2024. When, as I was assured when I was young, our young robotic bodies with our brains uploaded into them would be whizzing around in flying cars. And enjoy your hallucinating AI that lies to you while self-driving cars run over your kids. woo Merry Christmas!
1: Merry Christmas! Okay, Merry let's Christmas. wrap it up, Jason. I got a fucking plane to catch. Yeah, I know. You got to, you're, you're flying to Southern California. It was apocalyptic here yesterday. I which... know. I heard there was a light rain. Uh, no, actually, it was apocalyptic. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm from the Midwest where it rained, where we get rain and it's rain. I'm driving down the road. It's a five-lane road. Only the two middle ones were the only place you could drive. It was bad.
2: Well, SoCal is not built for anything that resembles real rain.
1: Yes, drainage is not on on the table (laughs) in Southern California. But uh, I I want to let you know I'm starting off the holiday right. Since Mm -hmm. I am a grumpy old geek and an old man, I have – in, in my bathroom, I have two sets of tubes. On the left are the mouth tubes for the toothpaste and the things like that. On the right are the skin tubes for my, I've got my, my moisturizer. I've got my hydrocortisone for whatever random rash happens to break out this time of year. I got my athlete's foot cream because just in case, I don't really have it, but it sits there.
2: I just have three seashells.
1: Exactly. See, that's, that's what I should go for. <laughs> so this morning before my coffee, I go to brush my teeth. And my cleaning lady last uh, the other day had um, played a little bit of uh, the shell game. Not, mm-hmm. not the three shells, but she moved all my tubes around. <laughs> and I forgot that she did that. So this morning I brushed my teeth with hydrocortisone. <laughs> it was great. Oh, mm. Don't need coffee after that. I'll <laughs> wake you right the fuck up. Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: I – um, you know, I we have a – what, every two weeks cleaning lady come in to kind of do the deep clean so we don't have to deal with that. But That's uh, what we got too, yeah. Yeah, I, 100%. After she leaves, I spend an hour and a half walking around the house putting everything back where it should
1: be. hmm Yeah. Exactly. I don't know
2: why that's so difficult, but it is.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, you get what you pay for, I guess. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have, it's, are, it's definitely a budget situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah. hired one of the girls from the local motels who's <laughs> used to just—that's what we got up. too. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah, Okay, yeah. maybe it's the same girl. Maybe she flies up to Canada. <laughs> well, then we're definitely paying her too much. Yeah. Okay. Uh so uh, fuck YouTube. We're in okay. the we're we're in the middle of this move yes. or just this upload to get our show onto YouTube because everybody's like, ah, Google Podcast is shutting down. Where can we get it? Well, we want to be on YouTube Music. To be on YouTube Music, we have to upload our podcast to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, I don't know if you've ever listened to this show, but we're not exactly politically fucking correct. <laughs> we are, we are in so deep in YouTube jail right now <laughs> that I don't know if we're ever going to make it out.
2: But how's that even possible? There's all these like crazy right wingers that look. The ads I was shown on YouTube Kids when I was subscribing for my kid were far worse than anything
1: we talk about. Right. They all make it through the filter. Everything we're flagged for is making fun of those people. So we mentioned <laughs> crap like that, and then we get flagged for it. Oh. And God forbid you ever mention the C word, the C-19. Forget about it. All those are flagged. Because I, like, I was looking at it, I'm like, why are none of the links from our show notes working in the YouTube show notes? But- and I tried to fix it, and it's like, no, sorry, you're in YouTube jail. If you try and do anything else right now, you're in YouTube jail for 3 days. But all if we you,
2: literally well, have ever done on our show is miscorrect misinformation. We were exactly. misinformation. But, we are doing the right thing.
1: I know, I know. But I wait guess for the it. The AI but,
2: doesn't recognize that.
1: Wait for it. If I try and ask it to say, "Hey, we were just doing exactly what you said. Can you please remove us from YouTube jail? And the algorithm or the 14-year-old boy in Malaysia decides that, no, we're wrong. Then we get put in jail for another two weeks wow. on top of that for wasting their time oh, for giving them it. our content that they can monetize for free because we're not running any of their – oh, my God.
2: I, you know what? Let it go, Jason. I don't really give a shit if a bunch of our old episodes don't make it up. Who
1: cares? The problem is now it's too late because I, I clicked the button that said load everything from the feed, so I don't know. I'm I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But by no, I, the time, mean, I mean just let yeah. the
2: shows be in jail. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's the state of YouTube. So this is what we go through for you folks, all six of you that used Google Podcasts, right? Who said, "Hey, can we get our, get your show on on YouTube Music?" Oh, but but
2: Jason, thanks. according to the spam emails that we get every five seconds at our grumpy old geeks account, if we're not on YouTube,
1: we're missing out. We are missing out. We should have taken up one of those companies that said, me, make you big on YouTube sometime.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should have paid somebody five bucks and still be in jail.
1: Serious. Yeah, yeah, still been in jail. I, but at least I wouldn't be mm. having an aneurysm. Well, it's the holiday season, Jason. Let it go. Uh, no, listen trying to, trying to.
2: Elsa from Frozen. Just let it I'm, go.
1: I'm trying to. Nope. Hey, by the way, speaking of, speaking of aneurysms, it was my two-year stroke anniversary last week. I, I saw you posted it. the picture. I, I don't know here. if one says congratulations. I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think I think that's how that works. Congratulations, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And so, yeah. that's like, oh, God.
2: Uh, yeah, I do remember it was around this time of year. I remember it was like, what a fucked up Christmas.
1: December 19th was when I had my strokes, and then December 20th is when I finally got my ass to the hospital. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I count the 20th because that's the one I have pictures of. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so take care of yourself, kids. Anyway, let's move on to some more uh, Google news. Mm-hmm. Fuck YouTube. Fuck you. Um, so uh, Google's Google's and Epic's epic battle has finally come to an end with mm-hmm. the uh, seven hundred million dollar settlement. Right. So six hundred and thirty million dollars of that will go to the consumers who spent mm-hmm. money on the in app buys and shit like that. Yes. Uh, they're going to get two dollars. <laughs> I want my $2. I want my $2. <laughs> uh, too bad we already used that as a show title 10 years ago. Um, the other $70 million will go to states that joined the settlement, which includes all 50 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Each of them will get $2 as well. There you so, go. <laughs> yep. And uh, they good. say if you did buy more, you'll get more, but good luck.
2: Good luck. Good you'll luck. have to prove it. You'll have to upload it to Google system. You'll get flagged. You'll get put in Google jail.
1: I know. Next. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, we talked last week about how Jeff Bezos' penis rocket was headed back to uh, not quite space because mm-hmm. it's a not quite spaceship. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the TLDR it went up, it didn't crash. Well, there Next. You go. Next. <laughs> DoorDash <laughs> and Uber are still horrible. So yes. uh, this come through uh, DoorDash and Uber minimum wage ruling leads to companies to hit back on tipping. So, just in case you thought it was over. Uh, Uber, DoorDash, Grubhub—all of these companies in New York—there uh, was a ruling that said they have to give drivers at least a minimum wage of seventeen dollars ninety-six an hour. Okay. Well, to fuck with those drivers and mm-hmm. just say, "Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys, thanks so much." What they've done is they've changed the way tipping works on the app. Because in the, mm-hmm. in in you know years gone by, you set your tip before you get the meal. Now you give the tip. After you get the meal with the assumption that you're never going to see that person again. So, so the drivers are getting stiffed.
2: Okay. And the timing of that is obviously a fuck you to their own employees. I'm sorry, not employees, contractors. Yeah. um, yeah. That they wish they were. But uh, honestly, that's kind of how it should have been.
1: Well... (laughs) Both companies say that the minimum wage law increases their costs, which they have to pass on to customers in the form of higher fees. The only way they can keep the total cost affordable, they say, is to effectively support customers in paying lower tips. So, well, fuck you to them for the switcheroo, but you are absolutely right. I shouldn't be given a tip up front. Especially because,
2: because that's, that's how that uh, – it started to become gaming the system in that if you – the high, higher – you would tip higher because then the driver would be more inclined to get you your food quicker. Exactly. It was gaming yeah. the system, and that's totally wrong. And I don't want to tip until I get the food because what if the food is destroyed?
1: And a lot of time it has been for me. It, yep.
2: Exactly. And I've already tipped you like 20 bucks to get my destroyed food to me faster.
1: Damn, you a big tipper, girl.
2: Uh, you know what? <laughs> well, Here's the thing, though. I've really stopped using these services completely. I, mm-hmm. I just don't like it's not worth it. The, all of a sudden, a $30 meal becomes $75. You yeah. Know, screw that crap.
1: Exactly. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I, it's the world's most expensive quesadilla from Paquito Mas. And exactly. I love me your, some Paquito Mas, but damn, girl. Get
2: your ass in the car and go pick up your damn burrito.
1: Well, that's what I do now. But uh, when I had the COVID a couple of weeks ago, it did come in handy. But right. Jesus, was it expensive?
2: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: stuff. Yep. Uh, I found this from Cory Doctorow. What kind of bubble is AI? It's a nice thought piece that he wrote uh, and, and put out last week. Did you get a chance to read it? I did not. Okay. Well, it is a very well thought out piece in my personal opinion, and it's spot on. It's the first time Cory and I have seen eye to eye in a, quite some time on <laughs> something that, it, that he wrote from Soup to Nuts. Um, I've been thinking about the exact same question that he poses in the article for the past few weeks. And what it basically talks about is when this bubble bursts, oh, and it will burst, what will be left behind? Now, we look at the first dot-com boom. What did we get out of that? Gazillions of miles of, of infrastructure. We mm-hmm. got fiber everywhere. We got lots of copper everywhere, which now people have dug up and sold to, you know, keep their meth habit going. But <laughs> The the thing is, you know, you look at the different bubbles and what's left behind. You look at the crypto and NFT bubble. Well, nothing was there to begin with, so nothing has been left behind. So it's an interesting piece about what will be left behind from this AI bubble. Will we be left with a bunch of people that know how to write a bunch of code for shit that nobody's ever going to use again and something that benefits the world? Or is it just going to be a bunch of garbage anime Manga images that everybody makes ad nauseum and garbaging up the entirety of the web, which is something else we'll talk about in a little bit. So it's a good piece. I highly recommend reading it.
2: All right, cool. Uh, And then after our show last week, you and I had a little off the air discussion. We were, because I I made a flippant true comment about how elon had taken over our entire podcast like we had talked about every single one of his companies he sucks up all the oxygen in the room it's you can't get away from him especially if it's slow news it's just all of a sudden everybody defaults to well let's write about elon then um and you floated the idea of like let's have an elon less show
1: yeah and and now
2: here you are talking well i thought about it and i thought (laughs) like obviously we need to stop just getting we need to stop grabbing the headline crazy stuff that just it makes everybody laugh like because that's just filler and it's just there's no point in it but, but i don't think we can stop talking about him because he is everywhere he's ostensibly sort of kind of running five to six different companies that are huge and at the forefront for now of their various uh areas that they're in so we can't not talk about him and i, th- I was thinking well if i want to get how do i How do I get away from Elon to some degree and and what is actually effective? Us stopping talking about him isn't effective because we should continue to talk about the stupid shit that he does because it's important. But what I can do is dump Elon from my personal life and that uh, I can let my money talk. So I'd finally had enough and I dumped a huge amount of Tesla stock this week.
1: Why now, not, all? Why not, not all? all.
2: Not don't. I. I am not an ethical inve- investor. I am a practical <laughs> investor. <laughs> okay. I would like to retire with a large pile of money. So I have kept some Elon stock, but I was way. I had tons of Tesla, so I made a tidy sum there. Got rid of all that. Instantly felt better. So that was fantastic. And then I've also decided. Uh, You know, I don't I'm not a huge Twitter power user. He's not going to miss me. Let's put it that way. But I used (laughs) to always go and you know, it was a good curated feed that I had that gave me a nice mix of politics and science and all that sort of stuff. But I'm still loading it all the time. And now I'm seeing all his fucking red pill craziness and shitty ads. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to support Elon and X anymore, either. So I'm going to spend the holiday. Oh what a wonderful way to spend the holidays <laughs> transitioning from X to threads. So what I'm doing is like I'm loading up my my X feed I'm finding the people that I like the the brands that I like, the different things that I follow that bring me joy I'm searching for them on threads, adding them on threads, removing them on X so I know I've already done it <laughs> and eventually by my hope is by the end of the holiday won't delete my account, but it'll be pretty threadbare and I'll no pun, <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. And I'll switch over to threads because oh, almost everybody does seem to be there. And they're posting the same content in both places if they haven't left X entirely already. So, so that's my approach to it is we'll continue to talk about the important Elon stuff that comes in. And I'm making my statement with my money and my time and my attention and trying to remove
1: it from Elon. All right. I have a plea to you and every other tech podcaster out there. Mm-hmm. We can talk about all these companies all we want. He doesn't have to be mentioned in the post. It's Elon's X, Elon's Tesla, Elon's SpaceX. It's just Tesla, X, SpaceX. They all did some stupid shit. Just talk about the company. And let's Get be honest about
2: it. It's, it's not like he – do you, how are you full-time CEO of five to six different incredibly involved companies?
1: No like, nobody can being be that, the CEO it, that of any can't.
2: one of these companies is a full time more than a full time job right so like what does he do? Nothing Fucking
1: right, nothing. and you know what he is. he's cover for all the idiots who are running the other company so let's let's expose the other idiots and stop <laughs> exactly. talking about him because you know that there are other people behind the scenes making really stupid decisions yep. so i think I think it's time to to you know. Lift the veil on those people, and let 's see what 's going on. so all of my stories I have stories about some of those companies, and he 's mentioned in none of them because it's it 's irrelevant to the story that he exists, so that 's where i 'm going with it um, unfortunately i didn 't have any Tesla stock to sell because i 'm not you know joe money bags up there i'm I'm actually boxing up all the rest of my studio to sell so i can pay my car payment next month (laughs) it's all gone it's all gone but anyway i can still uh i can still i can still do my part to to have a day without elon so even though you totally ruined my my show bit we'll go with it we'll go with it I didn't see a show bit in the notes. Sorry. Nope. We we talked about it on text. You just you let off with your bit by saying we talked about it. Well, yeah, okay, oh,
2: but know. I came to a different conclusion. So that's I where know. We're at. I just it's get a, cold it's a, a two person show, Jason. It's not it's I not know. the set. It's not the tee up, Jason, for his bit show. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> in the news. Continuing on with the holiday of giving the pink slip, uh, Philips Hue has announced job cuts. Uh, Signify the company behind the Philips Hue. Do you still have any of those? I do. I actually really like them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, you're not enough people apparently like them. I guess not. (laughs) No, they are. I love this. Uh, they have announced that they plan to restructure its operations amid, quote, ongoing market volatility and uncertainty, end quote. Same bullshit that everybody I think everybody's every going
2: year. to a chat GPT to write these statements, and he's like, this, this, this particular bit's gold.
1: See, the problem is chat GPT would actually be more creative <laughs> than that, so I know they're not. Uh, yes, they are going to enact what they call a, quote, new customer-centric structure. Now, Brian <laughs> – <laughs> As far as I know, businesses should be customer-centric from the get, right? Well, that's to how a it degree. used to be, Jason. That's how <laughs> I it used to be.
2: I don't know if you've had any interactions with any businesses recently, but that has certainly not been the case.
1: Mm. Yeah. Seems to be. They say they say they plan to bring their non-manufacturing costs okay. to within the range of 25 to 29% of sales. Um, so they finally hired an MBA, apparently. Right. Yes, apparently. <laughs> Somebody looked at the books and went, What are you people doing? Yeah. <laughs> they got MBA for MBAs for dummies for Christmas. Hmm. Oh, I got the oh god. Researchers from Western Sydney University are creating Deep South should have checked that
2: name first. Yeah, the
1: first super consumer consumer, uh, first supercomputer designed to simulate brain like networks at the scale of the human brain. Operating with the efficiency of just 20 watts, our brains can perform a billion billion operations per second. Not in the Deep South, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Deep South aims to ach- aims to match this by achieving 228 trillion synaptic operations per second. A okay. breakthrough that could revolutionize our understanding of brain Function and pave the way for wait for it, Brian. Mm. Cyborg brains. Okay. <laughs> this is not the story from last week either. No, nope, the brain-omatic or what the fuck it was. The brain-omatic. <laughs> uh, oh. They say experts believe Deep South will be pivotal in neuroscience research and AI development. This project is part of a broader effort to emulate the human brain's capabilities, including, including research into biological computers using actual brain cells.
2: No, oh, that was last week's.
1: Yeah. Uh, sort of, sort of, yeah. yes. But I have an idea, Brian.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Give me 15 bucks in the back of a Pinto and I'll give you free brain cells all day long i'll make you as many kids and as kids as you want we're done yeah. Yeah. you don't need to make a computer to do that and i take all this money and put it into education all, just do that
2: i was about to say like I, I you know looking around at the world these days the human brain ain't that impressive what we no. need to do is start educating those brains
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. jesus stop making computers to do our
2: work but this is this is this is, uh, this is tech 101 these days. It's let's find not a problem and make a new solution. Mhm. Yeah. We don't we don't have a lack of brains. Tons of them around.
1: Nobody's using them though. That's the <laughs> exactly.
2: They're underutilized.
1: Let's use them. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Trevor Milton, founder of Nicola Corporation. Remember them? Mm-hmm. The electric trucking and electric hydrogen powered truck company. He's been sentenced to four years in prison for defrauding investors along with a $1 million fine. Also tech 101. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's all <Yep>. fraud. <laughs> yeah, fraud all yep. the way down. Uh, he was convicted of wire insecurities fraud back in October of last year. He could have gotten 60 years in prison but only got four. Uh, He's apparently not very uh, sorry about what he did either because he's kind of a dick. (laughs) Um, Nicholas stock value has gone down to under $1. (laughs) I can't believe there's still actually any Nicholas stock left because, yeah, (laughs) this guy was.
2: That company is done.
1: So. No, they are totally done. So, they're, they're, yeah, fire sale at Nikola very soon. So enjoy your state-sponsored vacation, asshole.
2: <laughs> well, let's talk about another company that's going to be done pretty soon, at least according to many year-end predictions. Hex is under investigation for spreading illegal content on Israel and Hamas in the EU because the EU actually has rules about this sort of thing. Yep. So in the U.S., you can basically lose your advertisers and then claim uh, that's, that's some bullshit free speech right there. Uh, but in the EU, there's actual implications for these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they have opened up formal proceedings to assess whether X may have breached the Digital Services Act, the DSA, in areas linked to risk management, content moderation, dark patterns, advertising transparency, and data access for researchers, said European regulators on Monday. We know for a fact that all of that has happened. Oh, yes. Many, so, many, many times. Many, the many, many, many times. Yeah, so there are harsh penalties for anti-Semitic speech in Europe, unlike the U.S. Um, the German Penal Code specifically prohibits publicly denying the Holocaust and disseminating Nazi propaganda, according to PBS, which, uh, well, that's happened plenty yep. of times. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the EU will investigate whether X designated an, – and I had not heard this term before. I do enjoy it. Designated <laughs> as a very large online platform or a VLOP. Vlop. Vlop it like it's hot, Jason.
1: Vlop it like it's
2: hot. Jesus. Has put forth reasonable mitigating measures against the amplification of illegal content. So, And finally, lastly, regulators will examine whether researchers have been given effective access to X's platform data because they're trying to figure out if all of X's claims are true and they can't because X won't <laughs> let them look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, I wonder if yeah. there
1: are, are any ROUs's on the VLOPs. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Jason, I did the whole thing without saying Elon. I know. You know why? I took it out of the title. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I, wielded my editing scalpel. <laughs> uh, Tesla's. Crash more than any other brand, according to LendingTree. Might have
2: had something to do with why I decided to dump a ton of my Tesla stock.
1: <laughs> Could be. <laughs> you did. You didn't say, or you did actually say you weren't very ethical when I'm it came not, to investing. I'm not.
2: I, I toyed with the idea of being an ethical investor, but then I went. No, I like money.
1: See, when we did our when we did our stock uh, year of stock purchases back in what was it, 2016, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, I, I got rid of my Twitter stock immediately after we were done because I felt bad, which was very stupid of me. I, I kept it. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Probably did pretty okay. Um, cause, yeah, I think uh, it was 13 bucks or $11 a share a when, share. when yeah. I bought it. Yeah, And uh, well, if I kept it to the end it. Would've been... I think. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, and the NVIDIA stock I got at the same time was when NVIDIA was in the tank. Oh, Still God. got that. shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I'm going to be living back in my Jeep soon, so fuck off. (laughs) At least it's not a self-driving Jeep. Anyway, Tesla drivers have the highest accident rate with 23.54 incidents per 1,000 drivers from November 22 to November 23. Uh, close behind that are Ram truck drivers. <laughs> it's right in the name. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It is. It says, however, though, Ram takes the lead for worst overall drivers when considering accidents, DUIs, speeding tickets, and other citations, with <laughs> Tesla, again, coming in second. So it doesn't drive for you, people. It does No, no matter it what they say, it's not self-driving. You know, uh, yeah. I, I – you know, and – this Just this past week, I've almost gotten in three accidents with Teslas because I swear people think that the thing can't get in an accident because there's so much technology. Well, there's not. There's
2: a laptop and a couple cameras, people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not even LiDAR. Not even LiDAR in the fucking things. So, you know what yep. I didn't get in a, almost get in an accident with? A Ram truck. But that might just be my location here. In, <laughs> yeah. There's so not a lot of those
2: in, the, in that particular area. Drive out to yep. the farmlands. And then you'll see tons. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Remember when the Adobe and Figma deal was the biggest thing in the internet? Yep. Well, it's gone now. Yep. Yep. All over. (laughs) Uh, The European regulators found the deal would hurt competition in the digital design space. Basically, yes, because it's the two biggest companies out there doing it, so... They're not wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regulators are concerned that a combined Adobe and Figma would create an all-encompassing design ecosystem that would harm competition. They sent Adobe a statement of objections over the deal in November, noting ways the acquisition would significantly reduce competition in global markets. But don't cry for Figma. Adobe will now pay Figma a $1 billion termination (laughs) fee that was laid out in the initial terms of the deal. Very smart, Figma. Merry
1: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I think they're okay over there then. Yeah. I think they were doing fine anyway. I and Adobe
2: Adobe's okay paying out that one billion dollars because we're all paying the stupid subscriptions.
1: Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that's good. I, I you know, and there's still Canva. You could always use Canva. I never used Figma, I only used Canva. And yeah. even that was just like, Man, if if you if you really want to make crappy flyers, there's a lot of options out there for you. That's true. Yep, uh, there is not a lot of options for vacuum tube transportation though, because Hyperloop One is shutting down. Ah.
2: Yes, that amazing technology from the 1970s, Banks.
1: Yep, yep, or also a 2013 <laughs> napkin. Uh, <laughs> so it turns out it's not really going to work. Uh, so <laughs> the, the whole thing kind of kind of started to crumble with Richard Branson going after Saudi Arabia. Uh, Back in 2018, Uh, he's not a fan of the Saudis and uh, he ended up having to resign as chairman, uh, even though he was like, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, biggest supporter of the company. Uh, You know, I read a lot of stuff about Hyperloop and how it was basically just never going to work because material science just isn't there. Uh, You have a 500 to 500 mile tube. Out in the sun, it's going to uh, expand and contract. It's going There's going to be shrinkage, Brian. <laughs> uh, and it's going to make it extremely hard to keep the vacuum is what I remember reading Look, from You everybody. focus on
2: the shrinkage. I focus on the expansion.
1: I'm sure. I'm yes. sure. That's, that's why you're rich and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, they're going to try and and pivot it into a cargo company, which makes more sense because I'd rather, you know, instead of a meat tube. But, yeah, let's just shoot some packages down it,
2: not some people. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Because nobody's going to miss that if uh, your expansion happens to break the tube somewhere. Uh, So we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, And they're just going to keep the assets, the IP, and they're going to sell off all the stuff. So I tell you what, though. Right now if if I had Schulmeister money I'd be heading to Vegas to buy the the bunker that they did the original tests in and turn it into my secret you know secret lair cuz that might be a pretty cool pretty cool uh, asset to buy. I, uh, I'm doing okay cheap.
2: Jason but I'm not doing secret lair okay.
1: Uh, well unfortunately it's, it's, it's Hyperloop in Vegas secret lair. <laughs> Come on that's that's secret lair on a budget. I'm okay? sure I,
2: I'm sure your buddy uh Gillette's already scooped it up for his next house.
1: Yeah probably probably. Oh, man. Well, we
2: knew this was coming, but they are finally here. There's something new and powerful for ChatGPT users to play around with. And that's pretty much it. Play around with uh, custom GPTs. These are bespoke bots that are essentially more focused, more specific versions of the main ChatGPT model, enabling you to build something for a particular purpose without using any coding or advanced knowledge i love to <laughs> I love things that don't involve coding or advanced knowledge
1: yeah let's do it let's do it and let's build our business on top of it
2: and many people will of course yeah. that's exactly what's happening right now. This is a prime example of if you're in the right place at the right time with a very limited amount of knowledge one needs that you can make a buck or two because uh, they're going open up a, they're going to open up a store, <laughs> and anybody that can put together a focused uh, little app and, and uh, you know market it well enough will sell a bunch so yeah, that's what's going to happen. Will these things be apps uh, useful? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe in very limited ways in the same way that ChatGPT is right now. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how how this plays out. I've been waiting for them to open it up because they, they announced it a while ago, but yeah. uh, it's been kind of kind of stuck because of that whole thing with the CEO being yes. ousted and brought back. And, you know, there's some stuff that's been going on over there. <laughs> over at uh, OpenAI. So I, I you know I've got I've actually got a plan to try this thing out when it when it comes up. I figured up. you not, would. I, it I has know. nothing to do with us. We're not going to we're not going to make a GOG bot. I've got a different bot that I want to try and play around with. So Oh
2: come on. GOG bot. It just goes "Musk sucks."
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Go Sam. <laughs> oh god. Um so speaking of AI, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh the the guys over at 404 Media are killing it. This is a great story about the largest data set powering AI images removed after discovery of CSAM. Oh. Yes, that's right. Oops. Uh, yes. Uh, so this big Leon or Lion, I think it's Lion. They call it the Lion. Lion 5B data set, which is being used by everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge data set with over 5 billion links to images. Right. So it's, it's, it's basically a link library, Right. Well, inside that link library, they found at least 3,000 suspected instances of CSAM and more than 1,000 confirmed cases. Uh, There's also a lot of ISIS training material and things like that in there, too, which you probably don't want. And don't even get me started on the copyrighted images that are in there. Um, But the CSAM is what finally brought it down. So they pulled it for now while they can try and figure it out. What they don't want to do is take, take that library remove mm-hmm. the CSAM and mm-hmm. then put it back up because okay. even I know there's a little key command in your terminal app called diff. <laughs> you run the diff against the first one and the second one, and then voila, thank you so much for pointing out all that CSAM for me. <laughs> I appreciate that. I Preesh. appreciate that a lot. Preesh. Um so uh, this was it started from uh, Stanford researchers and uh, lead author David Teal. No relation. He emphasized the gravity of the situation, saying that anyone possessing the Lion 5B dataset likely holds thousands of illegal images. Right. Also, also, if you uh, are running cryptocurrency and the blockchain for Bitcoin, you also have some CSAM on your machine. So I guess there's just CSAM all the way down now. Yeah. All uh-huh. right. That's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Technology is <laughs> awesome. It is the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is the best. Yep. Uh, and since we are all going to die in a festering hellhole because the AI is now taking all the energy, <laughs> uh, there's billions of funding pouring into facilities that uh, claim that they can suck carbon from the atmosphere.
2: Just, just take your Hyperloop and point it up at the sky. There you go. Turn it on.
1: There you go. <laughs> um, and I love the the, the the subtitle of this article. is the huge question, can it actually work? No no, <laughs> no, nope. nope. and they even point that out in the article saying that uh uh airborne atmospheric carbon capture has only shown to reduce emissions by ten to eleven percent, and they were expecting eighty to ninety percent so there you go nope doesn't work, okay, no, so they're spending hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars trying to get this thing to work, but you know that hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars might have been gone it might have been better spent on say. Uh, greening up public transportation systems around the world to help remove carbon from the atmosphere by taking drivers off the road. Yeah. Just a, thought. I'm, just a know, thought. I'm thinking maybe let's look at the root causes of the problem.
2: Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe CEOs instead of the private jets just fly first class. Well,
1: maybe, just, maybe just a thought. Or maybe we revamp the train system here in in the United States and like everybody else in the world. No, no, nah.
2: No, that's also a thought, but
1: nah, nah, nah. 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 Let's we build a bigger. Can't even get one. Can't even get one from here to Vegas for fuck's sake. Let's
2: build a bigger Hummer.
1: That's it. That's mm. it.
2: Well, this uh, this news did make me smile, although, you know, had it come out a couple of years back, I would have had a party because I hated this company so much. But the slow death of it just kind of ruined all the joy (laughs) I could have gotten from it. After laying off nearly a quarter of its staff last year, e-scooter rental company Bird has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, the company announced.
1: Finally, probably
2: just leaving their scooters all over Venice
1: Beach. Well, the thing is, now, when you move back, it'll be, it'll be nicer for you. There's still well, unfortunately not,
2: because <laughs> it's yeah. actually not going anywhere. Existing mm. lenders have agreed to purchase the assets, and the company is being kept afloat via a $25 million loan from Apollo Global Management, which is Yahoo and Engadget's owner, and second, lean lenders, according to the Wall Street Journal, they will continue to operate as normal and have sufficient liquidity to meet financial obligations to city partners, vendors, suppliers, and employees during and after the restructuring process and will operate as usual, the company wrote. So they'll be able to pay off their debts, but eventually this thing is going to die because nobody cares.
1: No, I mean, nobody when was the last time anymore. you saw one? When was the <laughs> last time you saw one? No, no, but
2: they're done. Like it was, a, it was a blip. People were excited about it. It was a lot of fun, and people have moved on to I don't know walking.
1: <laughs> Not, uh, got back there's anymore. a lot of
2: bike rental companies around, which is great because yeah. that's actually green.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what killed it? I think e-bikes. E-bikes killed it because everybody loves their e-bikes.
2: Yeah, it's just a better way to get around than a scooter. just Mm
1: -hmm. is. And by the way, studies have shown that it is so much better for the environment than everything else that we're doing right now. So if these companies would have spent hundreds of million dollars on just giving away free e-bikes, they would have done more for carbon capture than anything else. Yep. Just saying. Just saying.
2: Look at us doing all like
1: environmental stuff. We're going to get flagged for
2: that now said something wrong, according to YouTube.
1: <laughs> well, because we are such a fan of unintended consequences around here, Guy Who Urged Planting a Trillion Trees Begs People to Stop Planting So Many Trees. <laughs> now, this all started back, uh, back in 2011 with Felix Finkbeiner. There's mm-hmm. a made-up name if I ever heard one. Well, he addressed the United Nations in a speech to open the International Year of Forests in 2011, saying, it is now time that we work together. We combine our forces, old and young, rich and poor. And together, we can plant a trillion trees. We can start the trillion tree campaign. You're just trying to get us flagged
2: everywhere, aren't you?
1: (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) Well, Thomas Crowther, a professor of ecology at ETH Zurich and co-chair of the advisory board for the... (laughs) <laughs> For the United Nations Decade on Ecosystem Restoration now urges a halt to mass tree planting. Speaking at the UN Climate Change Conference in Dubai, Crowther highlighted the drawbacks of large-scale tree planting, including its impact on biodiversity and less effectiveness in capturing carbon than previously thought. Ah. Uh, he says, uh, Wired is reporting that he uh, criticized tree planting for being used as an excuse to avoid reducing emissions, which, yeah. I, which is what I was saying about the atmospheric capture. Like, let's go back to root causes and not try and put a band on the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, he originally did a study in 2019 that said the Earth could accommodate an additional 1.2 trillion trees. Turns out, not so much. Not so much. Right. Um, yeah, it fucks with everything from uh, indigenous populations to farming and biodiversity. So,
2: well, you plant trees, but then you increase your carbon
1: expenditure. It doesn't wash out. Yeah, and then there's the water and uh, all that good stuff. And yeah, we need that water for our do- AI, for God's sake. Exactly. We can't give it to other trees. I know, and and you know, when they're trying to plant all these trees in Dubai, I don't know if they've actually looked around much. Not a whole lot of water.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app, and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, VPN. you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off so much more inexpensive than virtually every other vpn on the market and if you get it right now you can take pia's 30-day risk-free challenge you can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it if not just return it for a full refund so go to gog.show vpn and try out the best vpn on the planet completely risk-free that's gog.show slash vpn
1: okay it's time to commit
2: You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Media candy. Well, Brian, it's a good thing that they wrapped Loki. Because he who remains is now he who needs a job.
2: Well, Jonathan Majors, He who might the actor. be in jail.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jonathan Majors, the uh, actor behind said character, well, he was found guilty of third-degree assault and harassment, and Marvel kicked his ass to the curb instantly. They had that press release written. They already had a writer's room doing alternate timelines. <laughs> they were ready for this. They're like, yeah, that guy looks like he could beat his wife.
2: Picked the wrong career. Could have been a rapper. Would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. He's done. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) I love this one. A California judge has dismissed a lawsuit against Amazon and the Tolkien estate filed by author Demetrius Polychron. There's a name for you. He wrote The Fellowship of the King, a self-proclaimed sequel to The Lord of the Rings. And then he decided to sue Amazon and the Tolkien estate, claiming that the prime video show The Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, infringed on the copyright of his work. you just can't make this shit up. This is uh, the dumbest thing
2: to come out of media candy since the, it was the when the guys got together to try to buy a copy of the book Dune so they could own the copyright.
1: That's right. Those were the crypto bros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the, yeah, that was that was when uh yeah, smart contracts. That was around the smart yeah. contract days. Idiots. <laughs> uh well, the judge It's a very, very – actually, he doesn't even need to be a smart judge for this one. They could have picked the dumbest judge on the bench and got this thing. He claimed that uh, it was unreasonable and frivolous from the beginning, uh, that this guy wanted copyright protection for an obviously (laughs) – Stupid fucking claim for fan fiction Uh, for fan fiction, basically. Uh, so, uh, Polychron has to pay back the attorney's fees of $134,637. And the Tolkien estate came back with him with a kick in the nut saying, You must destroy all physical and digital copies, and you have a permanent injunction preventing any of your fan fiction from being further distributed. Dumbass, idiot. Speaking uh, of dumbasses,
2: yeah. Well, according to Axios, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav met with Paramount Global CEO Bob Bagish and Sherry Redstone, who owns Paramount's parent company, about striking a deal to create a new media titan through their combined forces. What's interesting is that currently Warner Brothers Digital's market value is around twenty nine billion, and Paramount's is about ten billion, making the merger seem like a competitive move between two legacy studios to compete with Disney. So we're about to get Discovery Paramount Plus.
1: Okay, great. I guess. Yeah, and then uh, you know, fine. Whatever. Sell Star Trek to get food stamps because oh, hey, what they one do. less
2: subscription, and uh, you know, <laughs> Captain uh, Captain Pike is is already basically doing a cooking show on his show, so why not?
1: Well, that, that would put Paramount in league with the Food Network. Exactly.
2: It'll all be yeah. under one umbrella.
1: Yeah, Pike's Grocery Games. I'm down.
2: <laughs> Discovery has uh, got to do something.
1: Oh, oh, that's right. And how, how appropriate it – how appropriate would it be that Discovery – the series gets bought by Discovery the Network? It's like yep. serendipitous magic. It is. <laughs> Jesus. Calling the FTC. Stop this one, please. Um, I watched The Family Plan – well, I sort of tried to watch The Family Plan, the new Marky Mark vehicle on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh-huh what the actual fuck is all I got to say. It was, I mean, it was so beyond bad that, I mean, for me, it was, it felt like it was written for Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart could have pulled it off because he's got this, this streak right now doing really dumb, fun action movies. So Mm -hmm. he's playing that character. So I think Marky Mark wanted to cash in on it. He's not Kevin Hart. He's not funny. It's terrible. Every single, like, action trope has been this could have been written by chat GPT on an off day it's that bad go read the reviews it's hilarious the the reviews are way funnier than the show we actually (laughs) lasted about 15 minutes and they're just like no can't do it can't do it (laughs) so skip it please uh monarch legacy of monsters also Mm -hmm. on apple tv plus fucking awesome
2: yeah Uh, that's my holiday viewing i think
1: mm mm-hmm yeah, you'll be catching – you'll be getting right about, I think, uh, episode seven dropped yesterday or something like that. Uh, there's going to be ten episodes total. It is great. Uh, so far, I, I love it. I, it was – It was at the beginning, I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to fly or not, but it just gets better and better. So I dig it well, quite great. a bit, quite a bit. Uh, Reacher is back for season two on Amazon Prime. Very okay. good. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, it's not Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher, which is even better which
2: it's a big Hulkin dude, right? Which is what it's supposed to be.
1: It's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. It's based on the actual books and well-written, well-acted, well done. So uh-huh. loving it so far. Uh, slow horses season three, uh, penultimate episode dropped this week. Cannot wait for the next episode. Very sad that it'll be the last of the season. Cause these seasons are too damn short. Only six mm-hmm. episodes, but so good. So, All good. Right. uh, and a new show called bookie, which I found on max, um, Stars Sebastian Maniscalco. I can never pronounce his name, even though I'm Italian too. Uh, it's a Chuck Lorre joint. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Only eight episodes. The, the The run just finished yesterday. The last episode came out yesterday. We get to watch it tonight. But uh, um, they're twenty minutes. It's it's popcorn, but they're funny. I mean, it's lighthearted, very funny, highly recommended.
2: All right. Uh, I finished up The Crown. Uh, part D of season six dropped. <laughs>
1: Were there, were there any more diana ghosts
2: uh the severe lack of ghosts unfortunately um they handled a couple things pretty well um tugged at the heartstrings a little bit you had the uh, death of prince margaret which was done very well and i really did like the way that they wrapped it up they didn't take it to prince margaret
1: who's prince margaret princess,
2: princess margaret <laughs>
1: Like, that, that was that was a you know they should well put in you know the, the, the pronouns were applied
2: retroactively jason
1: <laughs> okay just checking oh <laughs> like man that's a plot to a spoiler alert <laughs> she was never
2: comfortable in the dresses um,
1: yeah yeah She's living her truth brian she was, she was living, living her truth, truth through
2: death that's that's how it works jason oh man you ruined it okay <laughs> never mind it was it was, it was it was touching at the end i like the way that they wrapped it up Moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm still watching Titans. I've almost finished the first season. And it is a great, dirty, gritty superhero show. I really like it.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. I, I forgot about that one. I got to check that yeah,
2: out. It's really good.
1: Uh, this, is, this is this just in from France. Beep, le beep, beep. beep, le beep, beep, beep. Le, le, le Uh, France's president, Emmanuel Macron, has announced a new tax on streaming music services set to be implemented next year. The tax, described as a very low rate of levy, will be approximately 1.5% of the income of the services. Uh, The move has been met with resistance from, wait for it, Spotify. Yes, they say that it is going to be a hindrance to innovation and growth in the recorded music industry in France. Yeah, we have we can't steal as much money from your your artists, is what they're trying to say.
2: Thank so. heaven for little taxes.
1: <laughs> so this uh, the revenue generated from this tax is designated to support the Centre National de la Musique. Uh, I looked it up and I thought, okay, maybe this is just a clever way of saying labels in france mm-hmm. but it's actually not it seems to be a pretty decent organization established to assist various stakeholders within the music sector uh they play a significant role in nurturing and developing the french music scene this includes providing financial support which most artists need, mm-hmm. uh, professional training and resources to artists producers and other entities involved in music production and distribution
2: yeah How's most countries cool? have that just not the u.s canada's oh. got the same thing uh there's a whole bunch of Basically, it's, it's – basic, you're, you're setting a bulwark against uh, basically the United States uh, machine running over everything and trying to foster local talent.
1: Oh, didn't we used yeah. to have the NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts? Or was yeah. that killed by Republicans?
2: That was a thing at one time that did all arts. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure it's still around but incredibly underfunded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we don't care.
1: Ups and doodads.
2: Well, the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2, if you want one of those for Christmas, might be too late already. Yeah, too late. (laughs) Except it's not because you can only, it's only been, Apple has halted the sale of both devices in the U.S. due to an ITC ban, which is related to a patent dispute over the wearables blood oxygen sensor. But what's ridiculous about this is you can still buy it everywhere else because Apple does third-party sales now. So anywhere anywhere else that sells Apple products, you can still get this. You cannot get it from Apple.
1: All right. So yeah. problem solved.
2: Problem solved. So and I'm sure a check will be written to solve the problem permanently.
1: Yeah, yeah, at some point. Come yeah. on, they've got I I think Apple can afford to to take care of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and it just comes around to the, the fact that they put like for entertainment purposes only yes. <laughs> on the on the warning. <laughs> It's like, okay, got it. Uh, Apple has also settled a family sharing subscription lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can actually get some real money for this one. You can get about 30 bucks. So uh, there's a link in the show notes for that. Uh, Each class member that files a claim is set to get $30, though that total will vary depending on how many claims are made. The payout will not exceed $50 per claimant in up to, wait for it, $10 million will go towards attorney's fees. Yep. You know how how many... You know me fan fiction books that is for Amazon The lawyers always like a, win. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. So, there you go. And it's better than $2 I guess from Google. That's true. Yeah. Uh I saw this link and I just I I have to pass this pass this one along. iPod wallpapers for iPone. iPhone. 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 Uh it's they're just cute little screen grabs that you can use as your uh window dressing. I sent you a copy of mine. I love it. It makes it really, smile so much.
2: It's really cool, but then it just made me think, oh, wow, so everybody that sees my phone will know how old I am.
1: Yeah, so? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, the, the trick on here is there's some links at the top of the article where you can go buy some. Mm-hmm. Scroll down a little farther, and you'll get to the free ones. There it's, you go. The free ones are just fine. The black one actually works better than the white one. The, the white one doesn't quite fit. I've got an iPhone 13 Pro and it doesn't quite fit the actual, if you use widgets, they kind of mm-hmm. fall out, but the black one works perfectly and black is always better anyway. That's what they, That's they say. There you go. hmm I saw this and I just uh, had to roll my eyes. TikTok rolls out an enhanced app experience for tablets and foldables. I didn't know anybody gave a shit about foldables, but uh, I just, I, come on, Meta. How long have we had the fucking Instagram app for phone on iPads? Come on, please. And threads, Three, please. by the way. And threads. I, yeah, at this point, I just, I want you to update threads so it, so it looks decent on my iPad. That's all I want. Yeah, please, that I'll would use be nice, it then. Especially if we're going to yeah. make this
2: transition. I would like it to work on my tablet, please.
1: Because that's the only place I use social media. So it's on my iPads. Yeah. So please make it work.
2: And I saw this news. Apple's recently released TV OS 17 update allows for native VPN apps, and big name providers are wasting no time getting in there. ExpressVPN has got one. NordVPN has already got one uh, out there now. Which is, I'm torn on this. On, on the one way, uh, on one hand, it's great that it's so simple to be able to toggle now, so I can, you know, I can watch my Discovery Paramount Plus. App Mm -hmm. Which is US only and then switch back and and get Canadian content on on Netflix because they have some things that aren't licensed that my kid really likes and all that. On the other hand, now everybody's going to be able to do it because it's so damn easy and the whack-a-mole is really going to begin as all uh, all these subscription services are going to see all the NordVPN traffic coming through and start shutting down all those IP addresses. So great.
1: The thing is, it's like how many people actually use Apple TV to begin with and how many people are going to use a VPN on Apple TV? I think you're talking about a very micro subset.
2: I hope so because it's such a pain in the butt when I find out it's been blocked and I have to go in and rejig everything and find new IPs.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, and if you want to do this without an app, our Mm -hmm. friends at Private Internet Access have a thing called Smart DNS, which you can set for your Apple TV. No app needed. So uh, check that out. There's a link in the show notes to get a deal on Private Internet Access from Mm -hmm. us at GOG.
2: All of these solutions are easier than mine where I have a dedicated router. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Although it is easy to switch Wi-Fi networks. So that's all you have to do. And it works across the board for everything, right? So it works on our laptops. It works on our phones. It works on our iPads, blah, 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 blah. When
1: it works. When it works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're worried about somebody looking at your phone to tell how old you are? Look at your router switching setup. Come on. Come on. (laughs) One's hardwired to the U.S. The other's in Canada. It's great. Yep. Um, I've talked many times on this show about how I love Spark Mail for OS X. Mm -hmm. is my favorite. It is now on set app. So... Set app is killing it. There is so many things that I use use Set app for now. Clean My Mac X, Bartender Five, I think. Downy, which is great for stealing YouTube videos. Uh, paste, which gives you a paste history of all of your clipboard stuff. Ulysses for writing. Time Mature for uh, tracking client work. Gemini for cleaning up all of those stupid duplicates on your hard drive. And CleanShot X, which is all, was so great for doing awesome screenshots. All of that stuff are on all my Macs that I use with set app, um, but now that they 've got spark it's it's so much cheaper just to get a set app subscription. There is a link in the show notes to take you to the spark page on set app check it out uh, we do get a few bucks if you sign up for that one this is not a uh, this is not a paid ad from them, but we will get a kickback just letting you know but i'm telling you set app has changed the way I use so many apps i don't have to find subscriptions to all of these things I think um Oh, what's the – oh, God, what's the one with all of the – iStat Menus. iStat Menus is on there too, another one that I don't have to pay for. You use so, all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's way cheaper than buying them individually. I mean like by threefold. So right. And it updates it all for you in one place. You don't have to go do round robin and update everything. It's <laughs> so much nicer. So much nicer. I love set apps so much. Um, what I don't love though is my Synology – is an old Synology, and they're finally sunsetting the operating system on it. (laughs) So I've been working this week to, like, get everything off of it because it is old, it is slow, and I'm not going to get a new one. I screw it. (laughs) There's nothing I really care (laughs) about keeping anymore. Nothing that
2: needs to be fast, right? Like, who cares?
1: Yeah. I'm not running any kind of video shop or anything like that. I've got a bunch of hard drives. All my photos haven't been updated in years. I'm not even keeping a camera to take pictures anymore. I sold like with, with the studio, I'm selling all my cameras. Like I'm keeping a phone. That's it. I was <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. So I'm going to put it all on a hard drive, stick it in a drawer and say, fuck it. Um, but <laughs> even getting everything off of it has taken days. It's, right. I've got like 16 terabytes of data on this thing, mm-hmm. it is so slow over gigabit ethernet. It's like, come on. Oh. But uh, yeah, if if you have an old Synology, just make sure that you're aware that there, there are going to be no more security updates for it. Uh, they're basically just shutting you off. Um, they're saying it's starting October 2024, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've updated this thing in quite some time. It is so slow. I mean, it was released in 2016. So, kind of time but the 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 shitty part is the hardware works fine so maybe there's maybe hey if anybody has like an open source os that we can sideload onto a synology drop me an email jhapd.me. i'd be curious about that the dark side ha! with dave Welcome to The Dark Side with Dave, with podcast superhost Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast for all your cybersecurity news. The co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean. The co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy. And the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines are going to come kill us all in our sleep. Hi, Dave.
0: <laughs> Hello. Uh, happy end of the year. Yes. Ah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and it's cliche to say this, but this year really has flown by and, you know, here we are. So it yep. is going, getting faster and faster, but it seems like this year in particular, just blink and you miss it.
1: <laughs> I've been in a 12-step recovery program this year. This feels like it's been 27 years. So Is that right? Okay. We all well, have different fair. experiences. No, no, that's, <laughs> this that's year totally fair. Yeah, Time is malleable,
2: that. people. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
1: I spent fifty one years sober, now, or fifty one years as a drunk, and one year sober, and it feels like ten of those all put together. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, yes, time time does move differently for for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, sleep tracking with the new Apple Watch. I want to talk to you guys about this for a second, because mm-hmm. uh, we we all have Apple watches, mm-hmm. and I don't think either of you guys are doing sleep tracking, are you?
0: Nope. No, because that's when I charge my watch. Same here. uh, I I don't
2: want the watch on me while I'm asleep. Um, I actually don't like having anything on me when I'm sleeping. I find it impedes my sleep. So ironically, sleep tracking would screw up my sleep.
1: So yeah, (laughs) I
2: I let it charge overnight and uh, I sleep like a baby.
1: So I got this new Ultra 2. And the thing about it is, I, I mentioned it when I first got it. You don't feel it. I don't even notice it's on. So I'm like, okay, and I'm sleeping terribly, and I usually put it on the the you know the, ch- the stand to charge it overnight, like everybody else. But I, the last couple of nights, I'm like, okay, let's give this a shot, just so I can get some metrics because I have been sleeping horribly for well the past ever. And, uh, um, life. Yeah. I wanted to get to I, now that I don't have my eight sleep bed since the dogs broke that, I don't have any kind of insight on how many times I'm getting up and all this stuff. So I gave it a shot the past two nights and I really, really need to go to see a sleep therapist. I think. Oh wow! <laughs> I got the first night I got 22 minutes of deep sleep. Last night I got 15 minutes of deep sleep. REM mm. is under forty minutes for both nights. It's like
2: so many things are clicking so together bad. right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I really now you know what gets measured gets managed. Thank you, Peter Dr. Uh. So, I just wanted to see what you're if, if you guys were running any any metrics on it because uh, you know, like the blood uh, the blood oxygen thing, which is the the whole patent problem they're having now. The fact that they put in there that it is for entertainment purposes only. Mm -hmm. It is is not consistent for me with a standard finger blood oxygen reader that you get for like 19 bucks on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's three points off three points lower, no matter what, but it's always three points lower. It is consistently off. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was wondering if anybody else was doing any sleep tracking. So I can, because I don't have a baseline for the data that's coming from the sleep tracking. So uh, if anybody else that's listening does sleep tracking with their Apple Watch and has any insights on any kind of statistical anomaly over time that I should watch out for, drop me a note. I would like to know. Um, I have to
2: say, I have just, um, I mean, I don't have wood to knock on, but I will knock on it shortly. I've never had issues with sleep. I I know that's put me in some rarefied air because many, many, many people do, but that's just never been a thing for me. And particularly once I dialed in, like, you know, I need a firm mattress, check. I need, uh, I use one of those crazy bean pillows for my bottom pillow layer and then a nice soft pillow layer on top of that, check. Boom, I'm done. I'm good. Hmm. So...
0: Yeah. yeah, for for me, um, first of all, uh, rumor has it that uh, as we speak, Santa is loading an Apple Watch Ultra two on his sleigh for me uh, <laughs> to unwrap on Christmas Day. Uh, Mrs. Claus has let me know that that is uh, probably in my future, so. I suspect after that, I will experiment with the sleep tracking just, and for me, it's just been a matter of the phone, particularly after this last update, uh, (laughs) not having the battery life to hardly make it through a single day, let alone a day and a night. Yeah. Um, my wife uses it quite regularly to, to track her sleep, but she has much more difficulty sleeping than I do. Um, and she's been quite pleased with it.
2: Okay. Um,
0: I will say that I like Brian was a very very good sleeper. I could sleep anywhere. And <laughs> um then um covid happened. Mm-hmm. And uh I started like most people I started doom scrolling waking up in the middle of the night and um that was that. So I'm I'm much better. I I can't say I sleep as well as I did before then, but Uh, it's more spotty. Like I will sleep through the night. Sometimes I will occasionally wake up and go, Oh man, I slept great last night, but that's few and far between the, the thing that I'm struggling with, with, uh, I think sleep is my body being comfortable and relaxed and pain-free when I'm laying in bed at night. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I, I don't know if, and, and part of it too, is that it's not like you can just start sampling different mattresses, you know, because <laughs> mattresses are expensive. And
2: But there's all these you, – You I think you missed your window to do this, Dave, because yeah. all those delivery mattresses, where try it for two weeks free and then ship it back. Three the, months. Most of them have gone out of business now, so. I know. Yeah,
1: they, they were all three months for free. And if you don't like it, ship it back on us. But you know, where does
2: one store all the mattresses when you've got 17 the of them around? Yep. <laughs> if, if
0: only we hadn't been so um, – uh, snobby about not taking ads for those companies when.
1: <laughs> when <laughs> I, talk, talk about yourself. I, I had three eight That's sleep not mattresses got for it. free. That's not just I, I had $15,000 worth of beds. I yeah, love those exactly. Things.
0: <laughs> Saying it over at Cyberwire, you know, we, we tried, we, we, we successfully kept all of our advertising industry specific.
1: More and
0: roast. I yeah, and I can't sleep at night. So yeah.
2: we're we're swimming in edibles and mattresses and, and shaving cream over here, Dave. <laughs>
1: right, right, dude, I'm exactly. wearing. I'm still and wearing I, an outfit that I got when I was on the Jordan Harbinger show. I got my me undies. I got my socks. I got my pants. I I'm, mean, I'm wearing my Tommy John underwear right now that we got, got for free. Go. Seriously. Seriously, dude, I, I was shaving with my my Henrys. <laughs> Come on, you yeah. guys. Well.
2: Uh, lifestyle ads, Dave. wonderful. well, listen—that's half may, the reason
1: you podcast. It may come to shit. that,
0: right? It, the way podcast advertising has gone in the last year, it may mm-hmm. come to that. So yes. I—I I'm I'm get three never. e-bikes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. Well, uh, but but I I did recently start uh, I I. I tried sleeping with a weighted blanket again, and mm. I do actually like that quite a bit. I don't think that's going to work out for me in the summertime because it's so hot unless someone comes up with a weighted net. Cooling
1: blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I was just thinking right. of that. I'm like, hmm, how would right. that work?
0: <laughs> no, it's great in the in the wintertime. And and the, the weight, I think, does help me because I, I – what I find is that I'm carrying a lot of tension in my legs and my hips and and I have to be very mindful of just letting that go. And it just keeps me from, from sleeping. And then I wake up in the morning kind of sore and achy. And, you know, you hear that this is a pretty regular stage of life sort of thing that happens, but uh, I'm not happy about it. So if if any of our listeners have any tips or suggestions for a, a, an evidence-based approach to finding a better night's sleep. Uh, given what I've described here, I, I would, I'd love to hear it. I well, now that we've that done
2: um, sleeping and shaving, I would like our listeners to be prepared for 2024, our special deep dives into showering and
1: shitting.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's right. We'll start, we'll
1: start comparing our, our prostate Our tips on exams. toilet paper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this episode sponsored by Dude Wipes. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, dave yeah. uh, just to get back to your pain at night i already suffer from that to advil before you go to bed do you right
2: yeah no I, I, to, I you're be right careful with that though got to be careful with that especially if you got liver issues mm-hmm.
1: well since i haven't been drinking all year i've got liver to spare now <laughs> okay mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a bit of that yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man uh quick update on the 404 media podcast that i trashed a while back mm-hmm. um they I, their podcasting technique aside, this week I finally figured out why I, why it actually is a good podcast. Hmm. They talked about the, uh, the stories that they did about the microphone tracking. They talked about, um, the story about the CSAM in the large model, the large image models, the Lion 5. Yep. And, uh, also how Facebook is getting junked up with all of these AI meme replacements and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. What was really cool about all three of these stories is they talked about the behind the scenes on how they did the reporting.
2: That okay. was cool.
1: Like okay. how they got the story and what and, and stuff that didn't make it into the actual story. And the really fun part is, I am seeing all three of these stories trickle down into mainstream media like, several several days after they originally did their reporting so you know if you want to get on the front line of what these guys are saying that eventually makes it everywhere go subscribe give them 10 bucks a month they're awesome as far as getting really good deep stories out there early Um, yeah and and like i said they could definitely use a host on that show that keeps everybody that herds the cats Uh, as it were (laughs) right right um, but the actual stories and how they're doing the reporting is fascinating. So uh, I'm still listening to the show, and I'm, I am I actually thoroughly enjoyed it now. I'll take a fresh look at it. I'll
0: take a like, fresh uh, look at it. Like you, I've been very impressed with their reporting, and mm-hmm. uh, certainly it's an impressive group they've assembled there, so I hope they make it. Uh, I have not subscribed yet, but I think I will do that uh, before the end of the year here. I will sign up and give them my 10 bucks a month because – yeah, we should support independent media. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I shifted I shifted my money from Casey Newton, who's doing A-OK. So.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
1: he's, he's, he's doing just fine now. So uh, it was, I, I just kind of shifted around to the new upstarts. And these guys need to stick around. They're doing great work.
0: Mm. So uh, I want to tell a little bit of a story here. Do, do we have a minute for a story?
2: We do. We can. We can kill some of the uh, cyber news because who gives a shit? It's the end of the year. It's the end
0: of the year.
1: That was was come on. We already talked about like who gives a crap about all these
2: breaches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to hear about cyber news, subscribe to the CyberWire.
1: Exactly. (laughs) 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 We'll leave Um, the links in the show notes. You can go read on your own time. There you go. So, uh, as our
0: listeners know, it's been about a year and a half, maybe a little more than that, since my mother passed away, Mm -hmm. and I think I also described how. My mother was very much someone who um, used food and cooking as a way of expressing her love for her family. She was every bit a 1950s housewife. She was, June Cleaver was my mom. Uh, And she took great pride in her ability to do those things. She could orchestrate a meal like, no one else and uh but it was the classic thing where the whole family would sit down all the food would come out it was perfectly timed it was hot it was it was delicious it was everything you could want it to be my mother didn't eat because she was busy orchestrating but that was what she that that was how she wanted it you know just come on sit down eat mom come on she said, no no i'm good i'm good you know she's that kind of an old-fashioned mom mm-hmm. um so my mom passed away. And so in the time since then, we've been adjusting to that. And, and one of those things is figuring out how we handle holiday meals. Um, our tradition in our family was that everyone would gather at our house for Christmas morning. Um, my wife and I bought my parents' house. So it's home to everyone. I have a brother and a sister who live nearby. My father lives nearby. Um my, my, uh, so everybody's close. We don't, we don't really have many people who are far away. Uh, so they all come to our house uh, Christmas morning and we would have uh, brunch, uh, you know, breakfast-y kind of foods. People would open gifts, sit around a fire, watch football, all those kinds of things, take a nap. <laughs> um, but then we would go our separate ways and then we would meet at my parents' house for Christmas dinner. And my parents live nearby, a few miles away from where I live. And my mother, of course, would make a traditional holiday meal. And that usually centered around a ham as the centerpiece. Um, So since my mother passed and my wife has taken over uh, this particular holiday for cooking or or decided that this year she was going to, to take over cooking for this year and hosting, um... She was a little uh, iffy about cooking a ham. My wife is Jewish, so she does not have a whole lot of ham experience. (laughs) She does does not have a whole lot of ham experience. Uh, And she has kind of a a cultural, I I don't know, saying it's a yuck factor is probably too strong, but it just doesn't, she doesn't feel right. It's not a warm, fuzzy meal. Exactly. Not she, she She. certainly does not have the association with that that the rest of us do as being a meal of comfort and, and love and all that sort of thing. So she said, what What do you suppose we could do that is not a ham? Uh, she said, I could cook a turkey. I could t- cook, a, you know, we could do some chickens. We, I said, well, why don't you do a roast? Mm-hmm. She said, I've never done a roast before. I said, well, that's fine. You know, do a roast. She says, well, I'm afraid of doing A roast you know doing my first roast be the roast for christmas dinner
2: practice roast
0: exactly exactly that's what i said i said i said (laughs) well do a test roast do a practice run roast she said but it's only a few days i said believe me (laughs) it'll get eaten (laughs) hook the roast yes (laughs) so so she goes online and she reaches out to friends and says i'm doing a roast what do i need to know and she gets some recipes and some advice.
2: Start with a strong joke and save the <laughs> iffy humor for later.
0: There you go. Right. Yeah. A real zinger yeah. um, to win the audience over. Mm-hmm. So she goes to uh, the grocery store to our local Wegmans to buy a roast. Um, side note, i uh, completely, completely unaware uh, what meat costs. Uh, you can spend <laughs> $200 on a roast. Did you know this? No.
1: Yeah. Yes. Where the hell are you yes. shopping? Yes, yes. A very
2: nice high <laughs> – uh, like obviously you're not going to skimp out on a on a holiday roast. You know, yeah. very, the, the, the nice meats get quite pricey.
0: Yeah. yeah. A Wegmans high-end premium roast is $200 for something mm-hmm. that would serve – 10, 12 people.
2: It's a big hunk of meat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, obviously that's not what we got for the test roast and it's probably not we're going to, we're going to get for the main roast, but I mean, uh, with all these roasts, you should have bought a cow. (laughs) It would have been cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she buys the roast, uh, brings it home, prepares it. Um, It's lovely. She actually uh, gets some uh, rosemary out of our garden, chops it up, puts it on, you know, just all the things, the vegetables in the bottom of the pan Cooks the roast, has a temperature thing testing to see. We want to get to a perfect medium rare. So that's 130 degrees in a roast. Uh, cooks the roast. Roast comes out. We let it rest for 20 minutes cooking the other things. We have some potatoes. We have some greens. Uh, so it's, it's my wife, my son Jack, and me. And uh, I slice open the roast and it is perfect. It is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm cutting up the roast. Serving my son, serving myself, uh, my wife, and I try the roast, and it is delicious. It is absolutely just perfection. Now, what this made me realize is that my mother's roasts were terrible. <laughs> they were way overcooked.
2: I think I want, I often wondered if that's a generational thing because I hear that across the board. Is like, that right? My mother did the same thing. She, she, God, I, I love my mom's cooking. My mom cooks many things really well, but like these long meats, they always yeah. tend to get overcooked, yeah. way
0: overcooked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could not imagine eating my mom's roast without gravy. Oh, yeah. Because gravy yes. required. It. Yeah. yeah. It needs it. And just the texture, but. I had no idea that you could a have roast, it without gravy. Yeah, that you wouldn't need it, right? Like this, <laughs> and the this medium rare roast, the texture of of the beef melting in your mouth, and the the flavor and and everything. Like I was used to in my mind, if you categorized roast, it was a certain texture of meat that was kind of dark and dry. Like and, yeah, yeah, and that's and what I thought it was. the gravy
2: on top of it and kind of mashed the mashed potato in there a little bit too to make right. it, you got to rehydrate that thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: But I loved it because it was my mom's and I associated it with all of these special family events and holidays. Mm-hmm. Little did I know how awful <laughs> my dear mother's roast really was.
1: And now I know. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, God. Might I, might I recommend with the the new roast that you have discovered a little whipped horseradish? Goes, oh, goes yes. Oh, well.
2: mm-hmm. whipped.
0: Mm-hmm. Delicious. Let me write that yeah. down. You don't, whipped, you don't yeah. need the
2: gravy, but a touch of horseradish Touch yeah. A touch of
1: horseradish yep. is going to
2: yeah. elevate you, might, the you, meal. you.
1: You might want to put a little extra napkin on the nap, if you, or a napkin on the lap, if you know what I'm saying.
2: In related news, we have also been acquired along with uh, Paramount Plus and the Discovery acquisition, and we're now part of the New Food Network.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you think exactly? <laughs> Three old guys at our new cooking show. Um, Now, when you say whipped horseradish, what does that mean? What does the whipping part entail?
1: Well, just take a normal horseradish sauce and then whip it, aerate it a bit, so it's kind of like frothy. You can actually lighten lighten it up.
2: uh, Not to not to step on the way Jason does it. You can also add a dash of heavy cream.
1: Yes, Ooh. yeah yeah, to your horseradish,
2: mm-hmm. and then whip it yep. that way,
1: yeah yeah, oh, this is so good, so good, yeah, you don't All want right. to do too you don't want to be too heavy on the horseradish because you'll lose the taste of the meat, um but you want to you want to have that essence of horseradish in there, especially right. well, yourself
2: i am known in my family as metal mouth, uh, I like heat okay <laughs> uh, you i want to have pro- that
0: that rushing I, feeling through your sinuses, cool.
2: I like
1: a one to one ratio of meat to horseradish, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, I'm not um, saying that's wrong in any way, shape or form, but I was just <laughs> trying to be a little more discerning for Dave since he is just discovering that the actual meat tastes good. So. Seasoned to we- taste. Right. Yes.
0: Well, and this was the other thing too, is that the uh, the way that my wife prepared this, she put olive oil on the outside and the the um, uh, the rosemary and some other spices. And so there was this kind of crispy crust on the edge of the... The, the meat that was kind of like a flavor bomb, you know. And so you would hit that and you'd get this rush of flavor, but then that would fade away. And then behind that would be the actual flavor and texture of the meat itself. Uh, yeah. which is just wonderful.
2: No, my my mother and my grandmother, the, the roasts literally were cooked floating in gravy. So that, <laughs> right. like that's mm-hmm. the way it was done. They were cooked within an inch of anyone's life and but they were floated in gravy so you didn't care. And yes, I love that but I've also now had real roast, <laughs> and boy, yeah. what a difference!
0: I wonder what the what the history is behind that. Do you think that maybe over the generations there wasn't consistency in the quality of meat, and so it was just safer to cook
2: the hell out of it? I would I would potentially agree with that, except for the fact that literally my grandfather and grandmother were butchers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Although, I mean, perhaps maybe because, you know, uh, austerity, first-generation immigrants, maybe they brought home the worst cuts of meat for themselves, perhaps. I mean, maybe that would explain it. But in theory, they should have been able to bring home anything they wanted to.
0: Does a meat – I wonder if a meat cooked like that keeps longer in the icebox.
2: Perhaps, yeah.
0: When when you don't really have, you know, freezing the way we have freezing. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was a, a component as well. Well – uh, as you can probably hear, I'm, I'm digging this meat and uh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to uh, having some more and uh, it's just been delightful that, you know, my wife had this hit it out of the ballpark success with her first try with a roast. Both me and my son are just raving about this. So uh, we're looking forward to our Christmas dinner and, uh, and, you know, adding a new, taking an old tradition, bringing it up to date, and the fact that my wife is able to make it her own. Mm-hmm. for the next generation and beyond i think makes it extra special so
1: i was really bummed because when i saw you put this in the show notes i really thought you were roasting your mother and we were going to get a comedy <laughs> special here
0: <laughs> right right exactly yeah how fat was my mother
2: let exactly. me tell you <laughs> how you thin know? was my mother very because her roast was fucking terrible <laughs> that's right yeah 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 oh, man. yeah that's a great story, Dave. Thanks great. for sharing. Thank <laughs> I can think of no better way to end the year. Yeah.
0: Well, shall we wrap up there? We shall. Let's do it. All right. Well, have a great holiday, gentlemen. And I look forward to catching up with you in the new year. Uh, thank you for including me in everything this year. I was thinking back. It's I can't believe how many years we've been at this together. It's quite a it's long time. been a while. Yes. And uh, it's still still a pleasure every week. So thank you for having me be a part of it.
2: Happy to have you, Dave. Thank you. Very happy to have you. Closing
1: shout-outs! Over at Patreon, we've got Josh, Dave, and Danielle. Welcome to the family.
2: Thank you so much. Over at PayPal, we've got Dag, Brian, Blake Bowling, Nathaniel, Tom, Andrew, Joseph, Mark, and Ramsey.
1: Over over at the tip jar, we've got Sean, Karen, Eric, Ross, and Kevin. Woohoo!
2: Thank you. And we've got a final review for the year. Tech News with a Splash of Night Industries. From Boba Fett's Maid. That's a good name. <laughs> good Five one. stars. Always great. Like listening to three friends in a bar who who actually like and have things in common with without the hassle of actually having to leave the house or socialize. Don't feed after midnight or cross the beams. I think it was cross the streams
1: in Ghostbusters, wasn't it? He's from, he's from uh, Great Britain. Oh, okay. Yeah. There be are beams over there. there. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Indeed. It's a, it's a cultural <laughs> thing. Thanks to everyone who has sent us donations or subscribed this year. You're what's keeping the show alive. And for the holidays, try and tell a friend. You'll feel better.
2: I promise. Yes, you will. Uh, and uh, just a show note here, we're off for two weeks. We're taking a real holiday, so everybody enjoy yours. Yes, please do. Yes, until next time, I'm Brian Schulmaster.
1: And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about on today's episode are at GOG.show slash 630. 630 of these things. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. Sharing the show with your friends and enemies or anyone in between is free and easy. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. Head over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit you think we should talk about. GOG.show slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air. Stay grumpy and Happy New Year!